0: We have to go back. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Flashback Flix Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And I sorry if I was talking so fast. I was just really into the movie we're reviewing today. <gasps> we're reviewing Speed 2 Colin Cruise Control. Because there is another Speedy Being making its way to the theaters finally. Uh, Sonic, the Hedgehog, the movie,
1: Rise of the Planet of the Hedgehogs. Well, we would have done Super Mario Brothers movie uh, for Sonic. <gasps> oh, yeah. But it's not a sequel to anything, and we're smack dab in the middle of sequel area. You're right. So Deal with we'll it, Mario. we'll find another reason. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so, yes, we are reviewing the sequel to Speed uh, with Speed 2.0. So the interesting thing about Speed 2 is that it does not follow Keanu Reeves, uh, who is, you know, the man whose face was firmly planted on all of the posters and the VHSs and everything, but instead follows Sandra Bullock's character of Annie. Uh, So the synopsis is... Annie is looking forward to a Caribbean cruise with her cop boyfriend, played by Jason Patrick, who plays Alex, um, who purchased the tickets to make up for lying about working on the SWAT team. They dated together for a year, and she didn't know that he was on the SWAT team. Uh, Their trip turns dangerous, however, when an explosion disables the ship's communication system, and it becomes clear that the vessel is under someone else's control. Alex and Annie must fight for survival as they discover that... Willem Dafoe, uh, a crazy passenger, is behind the chaos. So, going back to Speed, uh, the very first movie, it did really well. DeBont uh, felt the first movie was a one-time story with, in his words, no sequel potential. (laughs) 20th Century Fox was like, yeah, like they didn't set up any obligation or any franchise um, contracts or anything. They're like, yeah, we're just going to make this one movie, make our money, and go about our... Business. Um, but due to positive word of mouth, uh, prior to its release, Fox considered doing a speed sequel. And so it is largely inspired by DeBont's um, recurring nightmare about a cruise ship crashing into an island. And it's also rumored that the original script was intended to be the third film in the Die Hard series. Hmm. But they, they said after the success of the first speed, the script was reworked into a speed sequel instead. Uh, so those are kind of two semi-competing uh, theories about it. Uh, but DeBont went on to say in an interview that it's always fun to destroy things that look and appear to be very expensive. Uh It's a lot more fun than destroying a paper box. And what would be better than to have a five-star luxury cruise liner basically end up in the middle of a hotel? And so they had the script and they were ready to go. And they're like, hey, everyone, you're definitely going to come back. But Keanu Reeves um, decided not to be a part of the project due to a couple of different circumstances depending on who you ask so keanu reeves had just worked on a horror film the devil's advocate uh which filmed at the same time as speed and he was really like basically exhausted from working on this other project and so he turned down speed and then did devil's advocate and then also went on tour with his band *Dogstar*. uh but reeves Claims that Fox Studios was furious with his decision and released propaganda against him, falsely claiming that he turned down the role to tour with his band. And they were also going to reach out for their villain. They were like, hey, let's get Gary Oldman. But Gary Oldman turned down the role to instead make Air Force One which came out certainly as a type that same year Mm -hmm. um and uh sandra bullock uh uh, rumored to have done this movie to get financing for her movie hope floats uh while patrick uh used his entire salary uh that he made on this movie to
1: finance his film your friends and neighbors i think it's interesting too with uh jason patrick taking over for keanu reeves he yeah, just if you haven't seen the movie, clarifying, not playing the same character, completely new character. Mm-hmm. They justify the transition uh, in a line early on in the movie where Sandra Bullock's talking about why she and Jack had to break up. He gave her pepper spray. She thought it was cologne. She was in the hospital. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen that. Um <laughs> But they basically take the stance that relationships based on extreme circumstances never work out. Yeah, um, they say it several times throughout the movie. But when Jason Patrick came on, he he only came on. Uh, he said, "I'll I'll I'll do this as long as there are some pretty major script changes." And when he got there three months later, he discovered that no changes had been made to the script, but he was contractually obligated to. Do the movie anyway, um, so he didn't have a good time. No, he did not have fun, and I think it's worth saying um, that you know we have a we have a philosophy on the on the podcast that every movie is a miracle that it takes so many people mm-hmm. uh, to really. Put uh, a movie together and, and to make it happen. And if you look at how many movies never see the light of day, it's miraculous that that really one comes together. I saw. iTunes warned me that this had four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and even though this movie is you know panned by critics, you know pretty pretty widely. Um, Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel did defend the movie. They gave it a positive review. Two thumbs up. And out. Yeah, two thumbs up, and they um, they they said uh, Roger Ebert said that he this is the review that they had to defend the most, and a lot of people would say like, see, they're not good film critics because they defended Speed Two, and we say challenge accepted. One, we never claim to be good. Two. <laughs> Other people can pan the movie, but we pan for gold. Oh, maybe maybe we should write that down. Oh, yeah. And then uh, what would I say? Uh, Yeah, it has problems, but what movie doesn't? Not every movie can be Charlie's Angels full throttle. We get it. We get it. We get it. But similarly to that, it's got a great colon title, and the series was wrapped in two movies. So there you go. DeBont uh, had been warned
0: about shooting at sea by those involved in two other notable ocean-based epics. Quote, obviously, I talked to people from Waterworld, DeBont revealed. Uh, okay. And I know Jim Cameron, because they're on that good of a first-name basis. <laughs> Called call them him Jim Cameron. Oh, uh, and I know Jim Cameron, and I thought, we're different. We're on a large ship in a controlled environment, but I was wrong. This turned out great, and I'm very happy with the film, but I'll never do another ship movie. I thought I was prepared for anything, and it was still far worse than I ever imagined. And that's why you never film on a boat. So when they were going to decide to do a sequel, they had always imagined that County Reeves would be part of the story. Who wouldn't? Yeah. And so they they wrote a couple of different treatments. Um, according to the internet, there are hundreds of different options sent in um, – like, uh, writer Graham Yost, who wrote the first film, uh, mm-hmm. wanted to help Script Doctor, with a little bit of help of Joss Wheaton, who was a famous Script Doctor at the time, uh, would have seen Speed 2 focus on a plane that was flying yeah. through the Andes, uh, but... Could not ascend above
1: ten thousand feet. Oh, or a submarine that can't come up, and then it's just you know I like got Hunt for Red October. Yeah, maybe? yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but not a cruise ship. No, that not that's that would not be my first choice. Yeah. Those are interesting pitches. Yeah, and I I mean I I would have really been interested to see that. Um, yeah. But
0: uh, another thing very similar to Waterworld, um, Waterworld being the most expensive movie made at that time the seaborne legend ramming into the port at the end of the movie uh took up a significant amount of the film's budget it cost about 25 million of the movie's 110 million dollar budget at the time Uh, and then its full budget ended up being $160 million uh, with a worldwide box office of $164 million, but a domestic box office of $48 million. Uh, and so it was the 90s. They didn't really focus on worldwide as much. I mean, they made the money back, but it just didn't do nearly as well as the first Speed. So Speed 2 at the time kind of got shifted into first gear.
1: <laughs> so I'm fine with it being on a cruise ship. Like, just the only the only uh, convention you have to have for a speed movie is that it is a vehicle going quickly. Yep. Like, that's it. Yeah. So when the cruise ship came to a dead stop and people were getting off on lifeboats, I thought, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have questions. But then it started going fast and i was like oh speed
0: yeah um but even with it like even with it going fast it doesn't
1: look like it's going fast like I doesn't think- look like it's going fast that's a problem when you're in completely open ocean <laughs> the relative speed is really lost visually yeah. speaking that's why they had to have characters say things like we're slowing down i feel it yep. Yeah, yeah because they can feel it yeah
0: not speeds um Are
1: significantly lower. It's like we're at six knots. I'm like, is that fast? To me, the what's so much fun about the first movie was seeing Sandra Bullock driving that bus um as someone who has had her license revoked and she's driving a bus through, you know, crowded cities. Um, I could see that it would need some tweaking in the story the fact that we're in open ocean, it doesn't really matter if the boat slows down and Sandra Bullock is just going to disappear for 30 minutes um, and end up on a lifeboat. I think those were like the big things I was, I was missing well, and, and Jack uh, as well, but we know what happens when you put Jack on a big boat in the middle of the ocean, (laughs) it doesn't go well. Never Um, does. Never does. So that was, that was like the, the, the stuff i was missing from it but i do think it makes up it makes up for it with this character that does want to commit uh talking about alex just being like yeah i'm this tough swat team cop uh but i you know want to propose to my girlfriend and i'm having the worst luck with circumstances that's fun and i think when they do bring characters in from the first movie that's fun as well like the return of tune man sure why is tune man here don't care i don't care i'm just glad he
0: is there this is actually something I would love to see other movies do, is this is basically one of the first spin spin-off movies. Like, this is mm. the Tokyo Drift of the sp- Speed, if there was a franchise, franchise, where you yeah. have almost none of the main cast, but it's still in that world of mm-hmm. action movie. Uh,
1: Hashtag justice for Toon Man.
0: <laughs> justice yeah. for Toon Man. Like, I love that we're looking at these... Um, I mean, for lack of a better term, like side characters and seeing what other I- events they would be impacted by if they were in a similar situation. Um, I like so, that. I mean, they definitely yeah. took a risk. And I, and yeah. I for that, I really appreciate Because as soon as Toon Man came in, I was like, doubly invested in it. I'm like, well, how's it going like, oh, yeah, to... Is this boat going to stay universe. intact? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I really wanted to... I, I was just hoping for all the good things for Toon Man. Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah. And so... Um, so that I really appreciate but I after reading that the original script um, was allegedly to be the third Die Hard series that made all the sense in the world to me because this movie felt like it was just like I really feel like this movie wants to be Die Hard and that's one of my first thoughts and I was like oh Mm -hmm. well it was supposed to be and that's completely different than Speed because Speed kind of has a different stake um at it it's kind of like with a different
1: speed a different gear if you will (laughs) Um,
0: like uh (sighs) like the crank movies like uh i never saw a crank but the whole premise is like speed but with your heart rate Um, yeah i
1: never knew if i was because i never saw a crank movie start to finish but i never knew if i was uh you're tuning into a crank movie or a transporter movie so i don't know maybe i saw the all movie. eight
0: transporter movies
1: <laughs> or both crank movies. i always started five minutes in and left five minutes before so i never saw any text <laughs> to clarify um and so like that whole movie, like if crank 2 were to be about like
0: oh well you have to run a certain s- speed that would be different and mm, it, it that would, would also be a great speed movie. That would be... Oh. <laughs> the vehicle is the shoes. What if... Oh, we're so into... Okay, hear me out. You get Usain Bolt, and you say, you have to run
1: at least 35 miles an hour. That's the thing. So I I, I hear the people that say, I don't like Speed 2. I get it. I think what what violated the convention of the first movie was that there was no reason for them not to drop below a certain uh, metric. Correct. You know what I mean? Right. Their main thing was don't hit other stuff, which isn't different than any other boat movie. (laughs) Don't hit stuff in the water. (laughs) It's also regular boating. Yeah. Regular boating. Um, And yeah, you could say, well, that's true of regular busing as well, but not with the speed drops. So um, I I think that was the main thing kind of, kind of missing here if this movie would have
0: just been called cruise control period uh like no speed uh just cruise
1: control i think it Mm -hmm. would
0: have been received completely different and then just just make it a secret speed movie with that guy uh (laughs) with toon man showing up he's like what's happening again i just bought a condo here like no way is this in that same world
1: you know i i think what would have happened is we would have been reviewing just not in February, any other month of the year, we would have been reviewing a movie called Cruise Control. Yeah. And then they just would have given us Head Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is part of that speed universe. I think, yeah. You know, I feel like Sandra Bullock's playing the same character. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's shift gears, shall we? Head Cannon! Head <laughs> So, Head Cannon is a part of the show where we share a few unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film so grayson yeah i'm gonna let you go first because i'm pretty sure we might have the same headcanon
1: i'd say there's almost no way but maybe because um, to me this was the easiest headcanon ever mm-hmm. uh this is a sequel to speed no uh <laughs> <laughs> to me to me this was the easiest headcanon ever because they just handed it to us and said it verbatim yeah in the first five minutes of the movie, when Sandra Bullock looks at Jason Patrick and says, you lied to me. You never said that you were on the Suicide Squad. And I went, oh, <laughs> new tab, headcanon, <laughs> uh, Suicide Squad. Alex is Rick Flagg. Um, yeah. So that was what I got, uh, except for some headcanon movie math, which is Speed 1. Mm -hmm. Plus Speed 2 equals Waterworld. I think we just didn't see the end of Dennis Hopper's character in Speed 1. He found out we're doing boats now. And he just became a villain on a boat. And that's how we get Waterworld. Wow. Hey, that is some great movie
0: math. (laughs) I love it. Oh, what, what is your headcanon, Ricky? I, I'm surprised. So my headcanon um, is that, you know, um, Annie certainly has a type. Mm-hmm. She keeps on dating yeah. these people who are in the police force. Um, prior to the wedding, uh, things go south. And so um, Annie and Alex have a big falling out. And basically... Uh, he does the same thing that Keanu Reese's character was trying to do, which is, like, protect her. And she's like, listen, I've been through all these things. I can protect myself. And so she basically starts her life all over again. Uh, mm. She takes on a new identity. Um, and she becomes Gracie Hart. None other than Miss Congeniality. Oh. She joins the police force. Join the police force. Becomes what she once hated. She's just like I, I'm. Tired of dating these guys who are in these Suicide squads, or in these dangerous situations, and she she takes on her own. She takes over her own life and her own security, and um, leaves her whole life behind and becomes Miss Congeniality. Nice, nice. Miss Congeniality headcanon. All right, now we're going to go into the party show. Where we like to talk about recast and remakes. Recast, remake. If this movie were to be re- remade today, who would you cast? Will the storyline be? Um, I would like to take speed two and put it on land uh, and call it speed three uh fish out of water. <laughs> and it's just uh it's just all along a California coast on uh four wheelways. <laughs> and so that's uh that's the movie. Uh no, I really do like the Speed franchise. I think it I mean, it there are so many uh vehicles that you can just take over and make it go really fast. But yeah. I I would like for Speed to be canonically inside the Fast uh franchise and like have Keanu Reeves show up in Fast 10 um and They're like, just like, yeah, Vin Diesel (laughs) driving the bus, and then (laughs) they hear some movement on the roof, and Keanu Reeves just (laughs) comes down. Why not at
1: this point, yeah. Just like,
0: just, just bring it in, and then Sandra Bullock is like, oh, not this again. I just want, just every franchise needs to just canonically be a part of Fast and Furious so that... It can basically be the Expendables. It just all goes into one lane. That's ah, that, that's just they merge. I want more than anything for that to happen. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I think I I can help with that effort too. Uh, this is kind of like a blend of headcanon and recast and remake. But if you take you know First Officer Django Fett and you you realize that oh that's Aquaman's dad. He lives on the water. And then, I mean, and if he, that is a Suicide Squad, then we're, we're there. Yeah. We're there. And we just found a way to merge uh, DC with Speed with Fast and Furious. And that's a couple of them taking over. And if you believe that... Um, that's actually just, you know, a clone of the original Jango Fett. And we just, we just collected all the Star Wars stuff, which means we also get E.T. Everyone just get on in here. And the, that's We're how- going to turn this cruise ship into the Noah's Ark of cinematic characters. <laughs> I love it. All the IP. All
0: the IP. That's great. Yeah. and uh, And honestly, I mean, the casting is, you know, we, we get Sandra Bullock. And, um, yeah. and honestly, if they wanted to, um, I would love to see what, uh, speed 1.5 would look like if Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock just did
1: speed Two, uh, yeah. cruise control. They um, went on the, uh, the <laughs> multiverse. <script>. Then. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think there's still a chance that they could get back together because Ricky, this was a, uh a small detail I rewinded several times to make sure but uh in the final you know it's the mid credit sequence I guess whenever she goes back to take the driver's test again and she does the you know kind of a side about you know that bus is going too fast yep um if you look at her hand she's not wearing that engagement ring she's wearing a ring but it's on her pinky and it's not the same ring so I think and she makes a uh uh comment that it's been a week since she had been back. So this all took over the course of a week. Within that week, she got engaged and broke it off with Alex. Ooh. So it opens the door for her to get back with Jack. Back with Jack. And um, yeah, I would like to see that as well. I would like to see that the the flying through the Andes story. I think that would be really exciting. But if they were to just take this and make cruise control and recast... I would really like to see Rashida Jones and Rob Lowe back together again yes. and have them be Alex and Annie. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that, that was my take on it. Or I, if you stick with Sandra Bullock and don't get back with Jack, I really like her chemistry with Ryan Reynolds, and I think he would be a great addition to the franchise as well. That's a great proposal, Grayson.
0: <laughs> I love it. Alright, now we're going to go into our final segment where we like to give you reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend Speed 2
1: colon this time? It's on a boat. Uh, I recommend Speed 2 because I do think that the Isolation factor and the threat of drowning raises the stakes from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you're dealing with different elements right. essentially. So, no, it's not a saying, it's not really a reskinning um, like you would expect from an action film, um, but they are introducing different dangers. And uh, having a cruise ship rip through a port town is not something you see in a lot of movies, right? And so, it has some uh, unique spectacle to it, and ultimately. You see Speed 2 for Sandra Bullock. Um, you're, You're watching this for her character. She is really the only connective narrative thread other than, you know, the brief moment of Toon Man. So ultimately, I guess what I'm saying is watch Speed 2 because of Sandra Bullock. Yeah, for sure. I, I recommend Speed, too, because I always like when
0: you can formulate your own opinions about movies that have been called, quote-unquote, bad. Um, nice. And this movie um, does still have a lot of promise. There's still some fun moments on it. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. Willem Dafoe is a great villain. Willem Every Dafoe, time he plays a villain, any, it works.
0: Anytime Willem Dafoe is a villain, I am here for it and he and you can tell that he's like, oh, I just get to be Norman Osborne on a boat. Uh yeah, I'm here for it. Like he just he, he's just a fun villain to watch, like, bar none. But also, this movie is a good movie to look at when you are examining um, what's the worst that could happen on this boat. Um, because they show you. Um, I think that uh, a lot of times uh, people like making movies where it's just like their fears realized. Um, and it's fun to see. I mean, I, for one, would not want to be on that boat or that cruise liner or any any shape, way or form of it. And it's easy to, um, you know, just openly mock a movie but like imagine if you were on the Speed 2 Universal Studios experience that would be terrifying Uh, and so I think the story's there and I think that um, it might have just been a victim of its time and really just a victim of its title because if it wasn't called Speed 2 I don't think that as many people would have a problem with this movie really I mean you're there for Sandra Bullock and Toon Man and if you love them in the first speed you will love them again in the second one and that is our review of Speed 2 colon, Cruise Control. Let us know what you remember about Speed 2 um, or if you've even seen Speed 2. We are curious to know. We want to know from you. Hit us up on our social media in all places, Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, we are at Flashback flicks. And it would mean a lot to us if you could give us a rating review on your podcasting platform of choice. It really helps the podcast to see more people. Uh, almost like it, it allows us to have a sequel experience with new people basically. Mm. Uh, and in the spirit of sequel area, we would really appreciate it. If you could give us a rating and review on scale of 1 to 5 um, of knots. knots, that's the one. And we are going to keep Sequelary chugging along, so make sure you tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Next
1: time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Next week, Call of the Wild is making its way into theaters, which means, Ricky, we're in the dog days of Sequelary. Oh, yeah. With the 1996 sequel, Homeward Bound 2, colon, Lost in San Francisco. Oh, oh, oh. Does Homeward Bound have a disappointed Harrison Ford in it? I hope so. That might just be Call of the Wild. <laughs>